0: Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the second episode in our COVID School mini series. If you'd like to listen to the other episodes or catch upcoming episodes in the COVID School mini series, then please do follow James Willets on SoundCloud or you can follow either myself or Margaret on Twitter. That's at James Willets and at Margaret C. Allen. So, this is our Christmas special where we speak to both a parent and a teacher and get their uh, thoughts and opinions around what was arguably one of the toughest years in recent educational history, uh, obviously the school closures due to COVID-19 in 2020. So please enjoy it uh, and please leave a comment, like and share on any social media channel that would be much appreciated. Thank you.
1: Hello everybody, um, we have uh, Gemma here and Paula here. So Gemma, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are?
2: Hi there. Um, yes, I'm Gemma and um, I'm here as a, primarily as a mum of three. Um, I've got uh, two sons and a daughter. My eldest son um, was in reception last academic year, so during the first lockdown, um, is now in year one. My middle son is um, at nursery, and I have a, a six-month-old daughter who was born in May during lockdown. Um, I, in a previous life, I was also an assistant head teacher
1: um, in a secondary school, and I'm an English teacher as well. Thank you, Gemma. And uh, you've obviously got your hands full. And um, Paula, would you like to do the same, please? Thank you.
3: Hello, everyone. I'm Paula. I'm a, an assistant head in a primary school, Georgian Gardens Primary School. Um, I am the English lead as well at that primary school so I'm here chatting about um, my perspective from a primary school leader's point of view but I am also a mum, um, I have an 18 year old son who's recently left sixth form college and then a year 11 son who obviously was in year 10 last year so had some impact to his learning last year as well.
1: Great, thank you very much. So. Um... We thought it would be nice to hear from those two angles really, because I know that as a assistant head in a busy primary school, you've obviously had a lot put on your shoulders in addition to your normal role. Um, and Gemma, I know has had experience of having a child starting school in September and it all going along swimmingly and then stopping in March for all the reasons we know. So maybe starting with you, Paula, How has it been and what are the the points or the elements that you'd like to share with us that reflect life in a busy primary school over the last six, nine months?
3: Um, Well, there are so many words we could use to describe it. I think crazy would be one of them. Um, I know there are lots of words that are doing the rounds, unprecedented, relentless, all of that kind of thing. Obviously, it's something that none of us have ever experienced before, so right from the word go when the when things were starting to be spoken about or would will will we be locked down is it going to be closed um we were having to learn on the hoof and i will never forget that thursday evening wednesday evening and thursday evening when um boris announced that they were closing the schools as of friday i think that Thursday and Friday were probably the absolute hardest days in school ever in my life. The Thursday particularly, I think by the Friday, we were a little bit um, more used to the idea. But the Thursday was horrible. The emotion in the school um, was palpable. Members of staff were crying. The children were all over the place because they didn't really know what was happening. Obviously, as leaders, we were running around like headless chicken trying to, work out what we were going to do and how it was going to all pan out and we didn't have all the details until the Thursday evening about exactly what they were expecting us to do so um, from that moment on obviously everything changed um, and schools across the land set up remote learning within two days and had it sorted by the Monday pretty much so that children were active and doing things straight away from the Monday um, obviously it evolved a lot over the time um, and each section of time whether it's the first bit of lockdown then the bit about coming back to school in June and then obviously everybody coming back in September each new start has meant another new thing that's happened um, it's been really hard actually I have to say that on the best side it has pulled the team together we have always a pretty strong team anyway but um, as a staff team, everybody has really pulled together and kind of almost got that Dunkirk spirit a little bit. And although we can't see each other very much because everyone's hidden away in their classrooms, not allowed to move around the school, actually the sense of community has been palpable as well.
1: Thank you. It does sound an incredible journey. And um, I'm sure there's been tears and fears and and um, and I'm sure there's also been some very, very emotional happy moments when things have come together. So Gemma, um, hearing what it was like, although I'm sure you probably appreciated it with your, your background, hearing what it was like for somebody in Paula's position, um, maybe you could give the other side, if you like, as, as to how that information got to you and how you needed to deal with the fallout from the fact that you equally got such short notice about your son carrying on in his reception year. Yes
2: I think what was what was interesting um, and I I think this Paula will probably concur with this is that we all heard it at the same time you know the the teachers and the parents heard it on the news you know on your radio or your television from the government Um, so parents heard it from from the government rather than from the school Um, and you know that in itself is it, it Sort of made it, um, you know, gave, gave some gravitas to it, of course, but it also sort of distanced it from the school a bit um, in terms of kind of the communication. So, you know, the the school obviously found out about it as we did, um, and then felt like this sort of kind of almost like a mad rush to the Friday um, from from the announcement on the. I mean, I thought it was a Tuesday, but I'm, I'm not sure which night it was, um, and. Um, You know, we as a a family, um, first and foremost, it was about sort of reassuring the children. So um, my oldest son, uh, Frankie, he was in reception at the time. Um, You know, he had had no idea, uh, you know, what sort of the words coronavirus or pandemic or any of those things were. Um, And, um, you know, he loved school. He absolutely loved it. It was a routine. It was something that, you know, he just had fully embraced um and to suddenly say no it's closing and and you're not going in um I think for him actually the first few probably first few days first couple of weeks wasn't too bad for him but for me it felt very strange me me and my husband sort of telling him and um and then the sort of reality of actually what what that meant as we realized that it wasn't just going to be a couple of weeks um hit um and I think it was it was a lot of it was about okay, so how are we going to make this work so that it isn't strange for him? You know, how are we going to um, keep him occupied um, when we can't go anywhere? Um, and again, at that point, we hadn't really sort of had much communication from the school as, in terms of sort of what they were planning to do because they obviously hadn't had a chance to <laughs> to think about it. Um, but it did become clear very quickly that the school had, you know, I um, mean, they were fantastic um, at, at what they sort of provided. They sent some things home. They said that they were going to offer. We had a daily um, Zoom session for um, reception, um, which was just wonderful. But certainly those first few days, I think it was it was just sort of um, I think you know Paula sort of captured it sort of disbelief really at first, um, and and yeah, kind of this this is normality. Children go to school every day, and, and now they're not. So
3: what next? I think you've hit the nail on the head in saying we didn't know at first actually it's almost easy to forget we didn't know how long it was going to be for did we and we thought oh this is exciting maybe just a bit of a longer easter holiday almost and um, and i remember we had a conversation at home after the first week i think or during the first week where my husband suggested that perhaps we go away somewhere devon or something at the easter holidays and i remember saying to him Oh yeah, that would be lovely to look forward to because it would be nice to have something to aim for. Because we've got not much going on other than working from home in between. Um, but how foolish that suggestion was, obviously. And we had no clue what what the um, length was going to be. It wasn't even as if we were starting off. They we saying right, and by the way, proper schools not coming back really until September. And um, there was lots of hearsay, lots of guesswork. Um, and so actually, as a school, knowing what to put in place for that first couple of weeks, we did have some things in place fairly quickly, but it was a little bit ad hoc. Well, a lot of it was ad hoc and different year groups doing different things at different times, which is absolutely no blame. It's exactly how it needed to be. But, um, and where that's different to any remote learning now, obviously, is that it was very much, here is some work you could be doing. Here are some activities you could do, but your well-being is primary, most important thing to us. If you are unwell, you don't need to do it, obviously. And that, so that should be that way. Because actually we didn't know if we were going to have whole swathes of the school community becoming ill. You know, it almost, had almost been presented to us as if you're all going to get coronavirus and some of you may die. It, you know, and so actually it was as stark as that. I, I remember being worried that, you know, as we said goodbye to each other on the Friday, not allowed to hug, we did the elbow pump thing. Which was still allowed back then. Um, we didn't know when we were going to see each other again, we didn't know who might get seriously unwell. I mean, fortunately, we've as a school we've got off really lightly, but um at that point we it was the unknown was as scary as everything else that was going on. Really.
1: Although it was said publicly by the newspapers and the government and many people, well, the the schools closed. Well, the schools didn't close, did they? Um, No. (laughs) You had to make provision and you had children in there from key workers and um, you had to
3: keep going. That was a real bugbear hearing school is closed. Um, We, I will forever feel um, grateful that, We currently have an amazing head teacher who really took the ball by the horns and organised us to organise everything else. Um, she is a perfect example of leadership. And we were fortunate enough that there were about half and half of our staff which needed to isolate at home um, or at least not be at work. And then the other half were able to work. And we actually only had about up to 20 key worker children each day after a a very long and hard look at the potential list because that in one day, the key worker list had to be organised and had to be sorted which children were coming um, at a time when parents didn't know whether they were having to go to work or not or what the actual meaning of a key worker was. um, And we managed to whittle it down to about 20 at most. And so the head put in a really good um, timetable for staff to work maybe once, maybe twice a week. And we kind of split the school in two really, that I was leading the home learning side of things. So all the home workers and the home learners were under my umbrella. And then the um, the in-school things were under the head's umbrella and the um, the special needs vulnerable families work was under the other assistant head's umbrella, which was a huge job. I mean, that snowballed enormously during lockdown, during the time of people being away from school. Um,
1: yeah. The um, of food right. So, so, Gemma, um, your response to that as a parent. So let's let's go forward, maybe to June, um, when the the people got used to what was the norm, whatever the norm was for families, schools. Yeah. You had the option, presumably, to send Frankie to school June when things were relaxed a little bit. how, how was that for you? Um, I think, I mean, I think
2: um, what Paul has said it, it is definitely true of how we felt as a family at first in terms of the sort of, you know, the, um, the kind of scary situation of this pandemic where, you know, we think that you know we're going to catch it from taking our family out for a walk and everybody touching the gate and 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 coming home and you know making everybody wash their hands and you know that that certainly that safety and that well-being i think was was certainly dominating our thoughts at the beginning of um the the lockdown in march um and then as as kind of those 3 months progressed we we got into a routine as a family of um I mean, I won't I won't say homeschooling because um, that wasn't my aim in any way. I think I was quite fortunate in that I had a reception child rather than a, you know, a 14 year old or or even a nine year old. Um, but you know, it was about um, fun, having fun, um, you know, doing things together that um, you know both my both my boys could enjoy. Um, yes, there was you know learning, but you know, no kind of um, strict. We've got to do this today and um, You know, I I actually, you know, think that that was, um, you know, probably because of my background as a teacher, I felt maybe a bit more relaxed about um, what we were doing. You know, I didn't feel like I needed to print off hundreds of um, resources off the Internet for them to sit and, you know, practice their letters and and that sort of thing. It was very much like, right, okay, today we're going to go outside and we're going to, you know, collect different flowers or, you know, we're going to play shops or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, having having done that um, for three months, it got to June and yeah, we had, we had the option to, to send, send Frankie back um, to reception. And I, I knew that he would have loved, absolutely loved it, um, had it been the reception that he had known back in March. Um, but I also knew that it wouldn't be. Um, and I also knew um, from having seen what his... Um, teachers had been providing during the lockdown but also talking to you know colleagues -colleagues, ex-colleagues just how hard it had been for teachers um, and continued to be and I really strongly felt that it would be um, unfair of me really to send him back when I was at home I didn't need him to go back Um, and that was that was also a factor Um, but I you know and I mean, having gone back in September now and seen how things are different for him in terms of just, you know, the basics like the hand sanitising and the um, social distancing on the way into school and the, um, you know, having to be outside in all weathers. Um, you know, I think that's possibly a watered down difference to how different it was in June, but it's still different. Um, and I think for him, for, for us, it was definitely the right decision for him not to go back and and to wait until September, um, albeit, that that meant 6 months out of of school a place that he loved um and i you know and seeing his friends and all of the social kind of um benefits of of being there it was it was a really difficult decision I'm quite interested Paula to, to sort of do your thoughts on because um, I know how, how I felt sort of prior to, to um, school starting term starting but how what were your thoughts in terms of sort of those first couple of days when you were presumably on insert or whatever as a, as a staff body you know what were the kind of primary
3: concerns for you? In September you mean? Yeah well we'd we had all near enough all of us had gone back in June um, and that Actually, the lead up to June was wobbly for a lot of people. Um, and in fact, what we did was because I popped in and done some work in um, in school, and found that actually that first going back into school, physically going into school, made me feel better. Because I mean, I'm fortunate. I love our school, and I love where I work, and so I'm I feel comfortable and happy when I'm there, whether the children are there or not, actually. Um, and I enjoy the people that I work with. I really. Um, feel very fortunate like that but I was very nervous about going back and and so I went and just did some work in school so actually I arranged that during even during the half term leading up to us all going back um I'd been in very regular contact with everyone from that was home working including all the TAs and said because a lot of them were really worried about coming back and I said come in during half term we're all there because of the key workers we're in still and I was going in to do some bits and pieces. So I said, just come in and walk around the school. Um, It will help you feel better. And so we actually arranged that pretty much everyone did that. And all of them without fail said, oh yeah, I feel loads better about coming back now. I can see that it's safe. I can see what it's going to be like. Um, So that was one of the the stumbling blocks, if you like, of literally physically getting back in the building. Um, In September, there was an element of that, but there was quite a lot of excitement I think, really, to get back to, I say, normal in inverted commas, to get back to a time when all of the children were back in, tentative excitement, because we didn't really know how they we were going to be. Obviously, we had seen a, a number of them in the, the time from June onwards, um, whether they were in a key worker group or whether they were in a, a regular um, year group. And... Group. Um, which had been an interesting time because actually for those children some of them did come back straight away in June but particularly in the reception year group we had a really small take up in reception in June and then for the first sort of three or four weeks or so people were phoning and part of my role at that time was to communicate and um, organise the children that wanted to come back in Um, because part of what happened was they'd been talking to friends or they'd gone through that thought process and that and realised actually, by hearing from their friends how it had been for their own children, that they'd send them back in, but by no means was it all of them. So we had seen quite a lot of children, but um, yeah, we we made sure that we had two inset days this year, and that was a very conscious decision. We did only have one last year, which even on a regular year, actually isn't enough to kind of get through all the things you need to do at the beginning of term. Um, and it was the Thursday and the Friday before Going back to school on the Monday, so it was kind of a bit of a staggered start almost for the, I don't know, getting yourself back into the swing of things really. Um, and a lot of the teachers had been in on the other days. In it was the week of the um, back holiday, so several teachers had been in on the Tuesday and Wednesday in a way, just pottering around. Um, we didn't like that we had to do most of it on Zoom because. We're a sociable bunch, <laughs> um, and that we're, we're still not used to doing that. We, we—it's disappointing we can't all be in the hall together. We had a, um, a few sessions in the hall, but not many um, on those days. Um, the mixing—I think for the staff—it's the mixing that we find tricky. Um, but we were excited to see the children. I think we were nervous about how the handwashing was going to go because the logistics of that, the rows in the classrooms the year 3 upwards and we didn't know how that was going to go there were so many changes that we had to try and get a head round but we worked very carefully on making sure that we had a slightly different curriculum and with a real um, well-being and pshe focus to it so in many ways it was much more relaxed in some ways than coming back to school normally because there wasn't quite that same pressure of you know, we're not a particularly pressurized school in the sense of observations and book books and things like that but we didn't have that hanging over us. I think when, you know, when you're coming back and you're thinking, oh, I've got to have everything perfect and I've got to be doing all the exact right hours for the amount of lessons that I've got and I must do every special little trick of the trade all the time. That kind of pressure was taken away from everybody, really, that there, there wasn't going to be quite that same um, monitoring happening.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, it's interesting because the um, kind of my... Uh, concerns sort of ahead of September um, as a parent were very much about how um, Frankie would feel having not been in school for six months. You know, how would he feel having not really been anywhere for six months, hadn't been, you know, away from, from his family um, and hadn't been inside anywhere? Um, you know, we'd done a lot of outside, we we're so fortunate with the weather of the summer, etc. Um, and I remember queuing up with him on the first day, we'd, you know, we'd been told we had to go through a different entrance that we'd never used before, you know, socially distanced queuing. Um, and we got to the end and the, there was a, a teaching assistant with the hand sanitizer and he just put his hands out you know like a little, <laughs> a little robot um, as, because he you know he'd seen you know the couple of times we had been to a, I don't know, a pub garden or whatever over the summer he'd had to do it and he, he knew that's what he had to do um, and now it you know it, it's the same it's you know that's still something that has, happens every morning and we've had a bit of a, a, a thing with him sort of you know wanting to tell a joke to the lady that's got the hand sanitizer and things now which is a bit more kind Kind of um but yeah that you know I I was worried about how he'd feel um having missed pretty much oh, half of reception um jumping into year one new teacher um you know children that he hadn't seen um for so long you know he just started to form friendships different classroom that he's never been in um and you know I'm not allowed to go anywhere near the classroom now whereas obviously in reception we could take them in I haven't even seen his classroom, Um, but he's, I mean, I I feel like he's taken it in in his stride. He, um, he did the first two days, actually, he was quite wobbly. He, that he came home and said, I have to sit down. I have to be sitting down at desks or on the floor. I don't Mm -hmm. like it. You know, and I think, you know, the sort of part of that is probably a jump to year one. Um, It's not this sort of free for free, um, flow reception environment as much, but obviously the COVID um, is a factor there too. Um, but now he he just loves it. And, you know, I have been dreading all term, um, you know, a year one kind of case and him having to be home for two weeks just because I know that he, he, he'd he miss it. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, as a parent by September, it was very much more about, you know, more about his sort of emotional wellbeing rather than his kind of safety and, and the actual possibility of him catching the virus. Um, and as time gone, has gone on i think that's how you know how we felt as a family really um and just minimizing that and I, you know i've got friends um with children at school that are saying how you know they're really worried about their children having anxiety issues and um you know i, I we're really aware of you know the news being on at home and, and things like that now um just this sort of background of you know statistics all the time um whereas i think in probably in the first lockdown we weren't so sort of um, cautious about it, which I, I you know, we, I think a lot of us were sort of hooked on it, weren't we? Whereas now it's, it, you know, I just don't really want that as a backdrop to family life as, as time goes on and we're in into our whatever month it is of it.
1: In terms of now, we've got, we've just had the announcement about what's going to happen in December. Um, It's always open to interpretation and there are always areas which aren't entirely clear. West Sussex has, where we're all speaking at the moment, has been put into tier two. Um, So I just wondered if there was anything that you, either of you, would like to add by way of your feelings of how things are in school at the moment, how things are for the child, as in Frankie, um, going forward. But equally, what you might wish for, if you could change things slightly, what would be something that that you would want to try and influence or, or have an impact?
2: For me, I think um, school is quite a for people who don't have children at school at the moment, um, particularly primary school when you're doing the school run twice a day. Um, I, I don't I think it's quite Um, hard to kind of to grasp what it's like because I mean for me I do the school run twice a day on that school run I you know I see people I talk to people um, I have to wear a mask uh, which was only brought in around October time at at Frankie's school it wasn't uh, mandatory before that Um, but I mean that's been my my social life really for the last few months in terms of kind of that's where I see people you know I haven't gone out anywhere else really Um, but it it's sort of, um, it's quite, I think it's quite hard for the children to grasp that they're in school all day with their friends, but then they come out of school and they can't go and have a play date. Um, you know, it's increasingly got a bit too cold for the park. Um, so we, you know, we haven't done that as much, though we did do that in September a bit after school at the park, straight by the school. Um, but, you know, Frankie's forever asking when he can go around to someone's house or have someone back. And, you know, that that sort of thing is difficult. Um I think things like, and there's a lot um, of people have sort of said the sadness of not having their nativities in the same way and, and that sort of thing. And I, I'm not so worried about that because I think that's the parents that know that as a tradition for a five, six year old. He didn't really, I mean, he did do it last year, but it's not such a big deal to him that, because I think the, you know, their world is a lot smaller. Um, but having said that, I, you know, I was able to help out in his class last year, um, once a week doing, you know, reading with children, that sort of thing. And, um, I, as a parent, I felt very, very much sort of um, involved in the school, I guess. And now I'm not even allowed in the building. I'm not even allowed within two metres of, of the gate of the building. Um, so in terms of what I hope for, I think, you know, that's that's kind of the sadness as a parent um, and, and also seeing how hard the teachers are working. I mean, Frankie's head teacher is out being a lollipop lady every morning and every afternoon. You know i mean that head teachers have a lot of other things they need to be doing um so seeing that as a parent and knowing that i can't help when i'm you know on maternity leave and actually i've got a bit of time and i could you know be doing you know could sort of perhaps be a little bit more involved i just feel like it's um a very difficult situation where um schools are incredibly pressured because they already are pre-covid and now um you know there's so many more things that that staff have got to do sanitize children's hands Make sure that they're socially distancing. Parents are socially distancing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, and not having a, an end to that in sight. I think, as a parent, it's quite, it's quite sad. It just sort of, you know, that, that I, we were saying a couple of the mums in the queue the other day when we'll be able to, um, you know, say to say to someone, oh, do you, you know, just fancy a cup of tea after school, and you know, let let, let the children play or. Or even um, you know, hanging around in the school in the schoolyard afterwards, we all kind of feel like we have to get out quickly because staggered start means that we've only got a ten-minute s- slot to be there. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's you know, it, it still feels it still feels odd as a parent. It doesn't feel like oh, this is it now. I really hope it isn't. It feels like a, a kind of a bit of a transient period. And um, but having said that, I
3: hope that the children. Are sort of not as affected as the parents are by that. I think that's a good point that about the nativity. I mean, we've had a very long conversation at school to try and work out things for Christmas so that it still feels a bit Christmassy, but that's difficult when classes can barely go anywhere other than their classroom and the outside play areas. Um, we had a, a girl the other day that actually came to help at an opening, a virtual open evening last Thursday evening, and she's new to the school but she came to help out for the open evening to talk on the screen about school and um, she said she was stood in the entrance area of our school and said to the head teacher oh I just need to go to the toilet and the head said oh yeah make sure you go to the year six ones as you're year six and she said I don't know how to get there and our school is literally round the four squares of courtyard and she was stood at one corner and the toilets are at the other corner and it suddenly hit us that the children aren't going around the school, they're not seeing other children. The children that have got a, two, they've got a year group in the huts, they don't come into the school building ever at all. And it's just suddenly hit us. Actually, that's how dramatic the changes are. I think we've almost become a little bit blind to how massive these changes are. Um, I know as being SLT is, is a privilege because I get to see everybody reasonably often. And um, although being on gate duty for 40 minutes in the morning and the afternoon is quite a bind, it's a nice bind because we see literally every parent and child walking into school in the mornings and say hello to every single one. And actually, normally you wouldn't get a chance to do that if they're coming in different gates and en masse and all that kind of thing. But we literally say hello to every parent, which that's quite lovely, but um, not very sustainable (laughs) for your leadership team to be stood there doing that all the time. Um, I think one of the main hopes, though, for Christmas in schools is that we all get to it safely and without too much incident. I think we're now at the point where we're holding our breath that we don't have to close any bubbles. We've, we have closed reception. They're back on Monday. Um, and then we will have three weeks where we will just be clinging on with our teeth, hoping that we don't close any and during that last week of term, I think is just going to be so worrying because if we close a bubble during that last week of term, all of those families, well, all the children that are contacts with that person, the child potentially who might have COVID, have to isolate for two weeks. And the impact of that um, will be dire, but also the impact of the fact that they may not all stick to it over a Christmas period. Um, doesn't even bear thinking about so i think the as we get closer and closer to christmas you are going to get families that are planning to spread their wings and see lots of people you're going to get lots of us that are not going to be doing that but um the worry of being ill over christmas or being in isolation over christmas is a huge one
1: thank you Um, Thank you both for your incredible insight and um, passion about what's gone on in this last six to nine months from very different angles and from very different perspectives, but both resonate um, and it's quite interesting to hear the sort of back office that's going on in a school compared with as Gemma describes, the playground um, and her child's perception of that and what she's picked up from him because she can't go into the school for the reasons that that we've heard. So um, in our sort of final few minutes, um, I just wondered whether if you could say something to Mr Johnson um, as a parent, which you both are, or as teachers, as you both are, although at the moment Gemma isn't practising. What would you like to be able to say that you feel he might want
3: to listen to or hear? I think I'd want to say, please listen to the teaching profession. Um, We feel that we've been um, put on the back burner and in many ways left to rot a little bit about um, what is going on. Don't leave it to the last minute with us. You talk about, they talk about, Consulting with um, school leaders, but nobody seems to know who they are. Um, just listen to us, and or maybe even come and visit some schools, some real schools, to see exactly what's happening, and and just how, in reality, how difficult it is when you've got, as Gemma's mentioned, head teachers doing lollipop duty, um, cleaning toilets, cleaning in our case, cleaning fox poo off of the playground before school. Um, because it is just awful at
2: the moment. I mean, I'd echo that. The, the first thing I would say to um, Mr. Johnson would be, on behalf of the teachers, probably because I, well, I am one myself. But I mean, to to to, to just um, to echo what Paula said, go into some schools, see what the number of things that teachers are doing. Um, I've got a friend that was describing to me how she has to sanitise her desks before and after every lesson um, and how she's got it down to a fine art where she sprays it and then the children come in and grab a paper towel and they wipe the desks down, this is a secondary school. But I just thought, you know, for her to have to be thinking about that when she's also having to think about how to make Macbeth engaging. um, We haven't even mentioned exams, but that's classic um, in terms of the, the idea that people are being left hanging in education. Um, and by people, I mean teachers, but also the students as well. Um, so yeah, listen to the, to, the, to the teachers, talk to the teachers, but also respect them and the work they're doing. Um, and, um, you know, it, it cannot be un- underestimated. Uh, what a huge impact that has on, on the country and how the country is dealing with this pandemic.
0: Thanks for listening to our, our Christmas special episode of the COVID School miniseries, which is part of the Renaissance podcast by Margaret and James. Uh, if you've got any comments or you'd like to ask any specific questions to any of the guests that were uh, part of the podcast in a specific episode, then please do uh, leave a comment on, on the SoundCloud comment section there. Uh, Alternatively, you can uh, chat to myself and Margaret on social media. We're both uh, very, very active on on Twitter. So that's at James Willett or at Margaret C. Allen on Twitter. Um, Please do share your thoughts and opinions. And and if you have your own stories and experiences of the COVID school crisis, then um, please do let us know and we'll be happy happy to share them. Uh, for all upcoming COVID School uh, mini-series podcast episodes, please do give us a follow on on social media or follow this SoundCloud channel, and you'll be the first to know when the next episode is out. Um, but for now, have a wonderful Christmas, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you in the new year.